This is the Making Books podcast. I'm author Polly Ho Yen, and this is a podcast documenting the often slow, sometimes agonizing, but also, let's face it, ridiculously exciting art of creating books. Each week, I'll be talking to a writer, illustrator, or industry expert about what their life is really like when they've dedicated it to making books. Hello, welcome to episode two of the Making Books podcast. And this episode, I'm so excited to be talking to Sojun Kim McCarthy, a fantastic illustrator who also happens to be the illustrator for two of my books, The Boy Who Grew a Tree and a book that's just about to come out, The Girl Who Became a Fish. These are both sort of magical stories for younger readers about five to seven years old. Um, Oh, it's just always like, just incredible joy and like the like the most loveliest of surprises when you are sent the artwork that an illustrator has created for your stories for your words and I just was blown away by Sojung's vision for both of these books um we were put together by our brilliant publisher Knights of Publisher um, who found uh, joined us both together and I really hope that we can work on more books together in the future. Uh, I just love So Jung's kind of tenderness in her drawings, humour, she just, you know, just that feeling of her completely capturing the feelings of the characters that I felt so close to. So we met at um, our agency's offices um, so I'm afraid there are some kind of phone noises in the background because we were quite close to the reception. Um, but that doesn't take away from So Jung's really incredible story about how she broke into illustration um, and and how she how she lives her life. I hope you enjoy it. Here's So Jung Kim McCarthy. So if I say something really embarrassing or stupid, you'll have to edit it out. I I promise I will. <laughs> you yeah you can veto anything you like so that's so but thanks for coming to talk with oh, me today thanks for having me oh so Sojun King McCarthy yes. incredible illustrator and I am just so lucky and delighted that you are the illustrator of a couple of our books The Boy Who Grew a Tree and The Girl Who Became a Fish I almost forgot the titles then <laughs> Well, it, it happens. You're so used to calling it in like shortened terms or in True. initials. So yeah, exactly. To... I know it's confusing. Like I kept putting like T B W G A T, and that's how I would. Yeah, I always have to sort of, as I type in the title, I have to remember what, what's it actually called. What is it actually called? <laughs> But um, I'd love to hear, Sejong, like your journey as an illustrator and kind of your journey making books specifically. But yeah, could you t- tell me a little bit about how you started out on the illustrator path? Um, yeah, well, I studied visual design, like aka graphic design, I suppose, um, in Korea in like undergraduate so I went to uni in Seoul and then after graduating I started working as a graphic designer for a children's monthly magazine the thing is that job was such a labor of love no one wanted to do it so I was the only designer for the whole magazine wow yeah so it's a monthly magazine that is 
over 200 pages long. Okay, so this makes a lot of sense now how you're able to do, because you worked so quickly and brilliantly on yeah. the illustrations, particularly for The Boy Who Grew a Tree, because it had quite a short deadline. Yeah. Now I understand how you were able to do that. So you must have been, I mean, you must have been working all hours. Uh, yes, exactly. I was like literally working 24-7 which wasn't very sustainable, wasn't no. very healthy for me. So like, and so because I was working on my own in the team, so I was the team leader and the operator. You would team everything. Yeah, and sometimes I was asked to do like proofreading. <laughs> yeah, so wow. like I was doing everything. I was doing, I was managing the website for the magazine and you know, sometimes I was asked to design the advert page for the sponsors. They would just pay for the advert and didn't give us any material. So I had to, to make whip one up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I was designing the, the magazine cover to cover for 18 months, maybe. I remember one Christmas, I was in the office on my own from the 24th of December until 26th of December and I slept on my <laughs> work chair. Oh no, I mean what was your Christmas dinner? Oh, uh, I don't even remember. Didn't have time to eat. Yeah, so I think I probably had like um, rice ball from convenience store. Oh my goodness. So, so how long, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, you cannot sustain working at that level. Yes, how yeah. How long did you end up doing that for? So I think I did that for a year and a half. And then I noticed I was having constant back pain and neck pain and whatnot. I couldn't walk over five minutes without having some kind of pain oh, wow, in my body great. so I decided I can't do this yeah. anymore I need to run away mm. and um, around that time my um, former tutor who taught me illustration in the university before I graduated said um, what you do when no one else is watching will form you form your future mm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i thought about what i did when there's you know for no no one else telling me to mm -hmm. do yeah and i discovered like your that. Own pleasure yeah yeah, yeah. I discovered I was looking at picture books. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I decided this is That's really what wise I advice, do. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, it's like letting go of, like, any shoulds, you know, mm. like, I should be doing this, or, or even I could be doing this. It's like, yeah. what do I, you know, what am I just drawn to? Yeah. yeah. And I discovered, like, you know, even as a grown-up, I was getting a lot of comfort from picture books mm -hmm. yeah and actually like in Korea the perception of picture books is a bit different from in the UK I think so people are more used to the idea of picture books for grown-ups 
Right. So yeah. more like graphic novels or actually uh, like no, the picture book graphic, form? Yeah, picture book form. So they are like, so they look like picture book, picture book, but they might have like horror story in right. picture book form. How amazing. Yeah, or like just some more poetic sort of philosophical material in picture book form. That Would kind that of still thing. be in, um, you know, like a 32-page yeah. spread? Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's a... That's a feat to get that, yeah. you know, those big mess. Well, I mean, I love how picture books do that too. So, okay, I'd love to hear like what some of your favorite titles were. Mm. I'm not sure if um, all of them are translated into English. Yeah, that's. Yeah. But could you give us um, like a summary of the ones that really struck you, or like if there if there, if there were any that you just really loved? I'm just so interested in hearing these, like, these kind of, yeah, like, we don't have picture books like like that in the UK. Yeah. Mm. Or even ones from your childhood. What did I... Mm. You're making a great quizzical face. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Maybe there's too many to think of. Yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to remember my childhood. Actually, like, as a child, I don't think I was a picture book kind of child mm-hmm. because I was a good reader oh right yes so I moved on to more like so older books more very words, quickly less more pictures. words and actually when I was growing up it I think it's still the same in a lot of Asian countries you would get a huge set mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of picture books or like educational more like reference books yeah so I had like a set of 50 books about you know great people (laughs) or like science and history and all that so I I was a bit so quite educational yeah educational academic kind of yeah so I guess my reading experience is quite different from what a lot of British listeners might have. So it was a bit of a struggle when I first came here. I had very, very different reference. Wow, yeah. I didn't understand. Like, I didn't, I didn't necessarily know any of the classics mm-hmm. you grew up with over here. But I imagine... Yeah, I imagine that stands you in a really, like, in a really good place. Like, you were coming from, you know, a uniquely different experience. Mm. And, yeah, I, and and again, like, I can't stop thinking, but I really would love to see some of those adult picture books that you've described. Um, Yeah, I like the horror one. (laughs) (laughs) I knew there was a dark side to you. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, yeah, there is definitely sort of, dark gloomy side in me and sometimes it kind of comes out when I'm look I'm working on British or like picture books in English right yeah yeah. and it doesn't always fit the mark suit the market over here Mm, well I'm yeah. going to have to write something a little bit darker for yes, you, I think. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. I would love to do a horror story for children. Ooh. I just cannot judge like what level of scary is accepted 
in the market over here. So that's my struggle, I guess. It's difficult for me to judge what what is okay, what is what is suitable, or maybe like from the I guess publisher's point of view, what is sellable. Mm-hmm. Like I don't because I imagine like the child reader mostly you know there's a real appetite for horror horror stories yeah. and blood 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 just blood <laughs> <laughs> um so you're right like I think I, I like I just feel like that would be that would be an incredible book to see for like yeah a picture book for you know not not talking for two three-year-olds but yeah but with like with on a in but a horror picture book I absolutely love that. I really, really think we need to see that. Yeah, I hope there's a room in the market. Oh, well, there's definitely there definitely be there definitely be the readers out there. So if the readers are out there, then yeah, I just need to find the right yeah the right people who who also believe in it too. Because yeah, it's sort of I guess it's always that kind of balance to sort of stay true to what interests you and what mm-hmm. you love and and make and also like how important it is to put yourself into mm-hmm. the work like if you I feel like when you stop doing that like you know for me it just like it loses its heart it loses like interest mm-hmm. um as well as like holding like that line between yeah like it being yeah acceptable um for and publishers not, <laughs> not just blood <laughs> Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't want to think about every project or every book I write or illustrate in terms of like marketability. Yeah, yeah, yeah it but kills it. it I yeah. guess it, it is a big factor when you are working as a professional. Yes. And yeah, you, of course. Especially if you still want to work in the traditional publishing yeah, market, yeah. you can't really ignore the whole yeah. thing. I think it's it definitely feels like there's there's like a there's like a there's like a line or like a path. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned to you um, the Good Ship illustration mm-hmm. um, guys, which I who I really love, and they do this brilliant course called uh, I'm gonna forget, it's got a long title. It's Fly your freak flag, discover your creative voice, something like that. It's definitely mm. fly your freak flag. And they really, it's a brilliant course. I really recommend it. Um, and um, the illust- brilliant illustrators who run that really advocate kind of getting in touch with the weirdness of you and kind of actually really kind of pushing that and exploring that. And then kind of if you, you know, and if it's this, they're sort of saying if you commit to that, then and it's you know and it is so weird and your freak flag that it will mm. shine and yeah. yeah find find a market find an audience yeah you um, have to be weird in your own way you've got to be weird yeah. yeah it's very important um okay so i just oh i'm well i'm still reeling about horror picture books so we must move on <laughs> <laughs> um so so you've left the magazine. You've you're in you're in yeah you're in constant pain. The, yeah, I was in pain. I left the magazine and I started looking at studying abroad. I wanted to do my masters in illustration in like anywhere in a possibly in an English speaking country. Mm-hmm. I did 
I do speak Japanese, but I didn't really want to go to Japan because Japan is too close to Korea. And I felt like um, if it's too close, my mom would be able to travel <laughs> to see me. Yeah, so uh, like part of my motivation was also to get away from my family as well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to do it. <laughs> yeah, because so at this stage, I was 29, which meant I was old. And it was about time I thought about getting married and having babies which I wasn't interested in, but it's a great social pressure. Right. Yeah. And so you're feeling that quite a lot with your family close by? Yeah. And like, basically, I don't really get on with my family (laughs) either. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, my parents and my, I have one younger brother, but they are all very, very different people Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we don't really understand each other I'm this kind of yeah I I think very differently from Mm -hmm. the rest of my family so and but my parents are I guess very I don't know they they wouldn't let me go until I was getting married that's a thing, like, okay, so you're a, you're a girl, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so yeah. you're kind of like a family property. Right. Yeah, yeah, and once you're married, you are your husband's property. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you can't have an independent life. Gosh, yeah. Almost, yeah. So, so you um, had to go far to escape yeah. that. And also my dad is the oldest son of the oldest son of the oldest son of the family, Right. Yeah. So like my, so family duty Mm -hmm. is a huge thing in my family. Yeah. So my brother is going to carry the family name to the next generation. And my role as the oldest daughter of the oldest son is to support that duty and be a good girl and you know look after your parents and look after all your cousins and be a model sister or whatever and you are your head is full of picture books you're thinking about yeah I'm a I'm an artist I'm this free spirit and I'm a feminist so I have no interest in doing traditional daughter duty so I had to run away (laughs) for so many reasons yeah Yeah. so a lot of things happened that summer so I came here end of August 2010 I think and from beginning of that year until I came over to the UK a lot of things happened like just really small everyday things that to make me think I'll never want to come back to this country right yeah yeah yeah. I absolutely hated it (laughs) yeah so I walked into this um agency kind of would you call that a broker so they um will show you options where you can go to university 
abroad. Right, yeah. Yeah, so I just walked in and sat down with this lady, told her I want to study illustration, do a master's degree mm -hmm. in illustration. I speak English. Yeah. Where can I go? And she... Amazing. She showed me Bournemouth. I never heard of the name <laughs> Bournemouth before. <laughs> like, where the hell is this? <laughs> and she explained that you can do a one-year course. You just pay a lot of money. And without get, actually getting a degree, you can spend a year with um, undergraduates and spend that year to prepare your portfolio right, right. and get used to and what, what did life she, over there what did she tell you about Bournemouth I'd love to know like what yeah she said a lot of British students go there not many Koreans go to Bournemouth to study art so it will be good for you to study English. Yeah. Because you're not using your Korean brain. You'll be surrounded. Yeah, by, by English-speaking English people. Speakers. And it was a good school. And it turned out to be a great place for me. Like, yeah. yeah. But you're still there. I'm still there. Yeah. Yes. And so, like, so I took this um, three-month English course at, the British Council just before I came over and one of the teachers there was from Bournemouth ah yeah right. I told him I was I'm studying English because I'm going to Bournemouth to study art and he was like why would anyone ever go to Bournemouth <laughs> what isn't Bournemouth come on <laughs> yeah so I had this terrible idea of Bournemouth before I came over but as soon as I arrived, I decided it's actually quite nice. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah, people were really, really nice. And yeah, I just happened to land in the midst of the hardest working students of the course. Right. Yeah, okay. so I was very, very lucky yeah. that the first group of people I met were the nicest and the hard hardest working people and we still remain friends a lot of them are doing really really well as illustrators I'm really proud of them I feel like an um, older sister <laughs> to the group uh. they, they won't think of me as an older sister but I just feel responsible <laughs> yes, yeah, it's interesting um, that you travel so far from your home and then you become an older sister again. I know, yeah. You know? It's so, I'm Is so programmed yeah, yeah. to be the older take sister. Take watchful with, role, yeah, takes supportive. Care of, yeah. Oh, yeah. But you also, oh, it's, it's so, uh, I mean, it's really awe-inspiring, so young to hear that journey and that you, yeah, you took that, you know, you, you, you backed yourself and went on this like you know incredible journey to mm. come to to Bournemouth yeah which um you told me earlier you know you were thinking that maybe you'd possibly move somewhere to else maybe Edinburgh I actually did go to the open day in Edinburgh um it was very very cold it's yeah a little colder up there <laughs> it was very very cold and um 
I got lost on my way to the uh, art college, so I asked one of the police officers on the way for direction, and I didn't get a single word. He was very, very nice. <laughs> he was so lovely, and he was so eager to help yeah yeah but i just didn't understand the single <laughs> word <laughs> coming out of him yeah so i thought mm, i'm not sure so i um went back to bournemouth and then i <laughs> i met this guy uh, who turned out to be the love of my life i think that's what I have to call him at this stage. <laughs> He's earned that title now, huh? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so it wasn't my plan to mm-hmm. stay in Bournemouth, not even two years. But it just happened so organically that I, <laughs> I'm now settled in Bournemouth and this is my 13th year. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, in the UK. Um, to, I'd love. To, well, yeah. Thank you so much. It's amazing to hear. How, yeah, I'm actually just. I'm really like filled with admiration of how you kind of stood up to your family, and like, yeah, just thought about. I love that phrase that your teacher said about doing mm. what, what you do when people aren't watching. Um, so could you tell me a little bit about your relationship with with making books? Um, I obviously I know two books that you've made with me um were those your first uk publications uh yes so the first book i worked with you was my first ever sort of uk commission so it felt amazing because before that i i did make a picture book with a publisher in hong kong oh right what's yeah. the, what's the, that title uh it's called the magic maker of oz ah. so it's a modern take of the wizard of oz Amazing. story and uh the author wanted to do a girl's story mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we just um We turned Dorothy into this circus girl Mm -hmm. who also, through the power of magic, makes craft. Oh, wow. (laughs) That helps people. Yeah, so it's a really interesting story. And I... And was that a picture book? or was that Yeah, it was of, yeah. a picture book, but it's a very long picture book. Mm-hmm. It was over 40 pages. Right, okay, okay. In colour? Uh, no, 40, 48 pages. Yeah, in colour. So it was a lot of work, but because the publisher was just starting out in Hong Kong, they didn't pay very well. Yeah, but it was a good experience. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the biggest takeaway for me from the book was that... If I try, I could draw anything. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a brilliant discovery to have at yeah, that point. Yeah, huh? yeah, exactly. I think as an illustrator, is it's a good thing to have confidence in like mm-hmm. what you can draw. Like I heard about this um, picture book illustrator who doesn't like drawing feet or mm-hmm. she feels mm-hmm. she can't draw feet so she would in her picture book she would avoid the drawing 
yeah, feet yeah, at yeah. any cost. <laughs> Everyone wears shoes at all time, even yeah. in bed. Or like she would put the character in the water in a pond or whatever, so she always won't could hide them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't want to do that yeah. as an illustrator. I want to be able to draw whatever that is needed by the yeah. story. And so when you say like, you know, if I try, like what would you do if there was something you felt a little apprehension about drawing? Would you go to your sketchbook or would you just just carry on and, and actually it's always fine? What works for you? Mm, I guess it helps to research um, Google images or, yeah, I just um, find a lot of references and try to sort of... Um, trace them, get a feel of how to draw it and, you know, just do a basic practice. Practice makes perfect. Yeah. I think it's is the main thing. So I, so in order to go to Korean arts university, mm-hmm. I was trained fairly traditionally. Mm-hmm. So you need to have good sort of drawing skills anyway so I I would just draw things sort of in a traditional way and then try to make it my own I guess um yeah so you have to first I try to draw something from the reference and then try it again without looking at the mm-hmm. let's say like photo kind of reference memory kind of drawing yeah, yeah just repeat that and until you don't need the photo yeah anymore so kind of like training wheels and yeah. then take them off slowly. yeah you just need to keep going I mean that feels like that's something that you've really applies to all your life keep going get yes. stuck in yeah do it feel the going. fear do it anyway but also if it's necessary it's it's okay to run away <laughs> <laughs> i mean one thing i absolutely love about the illustrations that you've done for my stories is and i know i was t- telling you a little bit about this earlier but it's just a you know it's certainly like a few that really really like stopped me struck me how like perfectly you captured the emotion of that character in that moment um and for the boy who grew a tree there's the one that yeah just made me like I just had to like just look at it for you know stop and look at it for sort of a long time I was just doing a kind of you know I, I it's such a joy when you receive you know the illustrations of you know I hadn't seen anything and then I was sort of like looking through them. Oh, is there another, you know, like, oh, there's a page of text. When's the next illustration going to be? And then there was this one where Timmy, the main character, is sitting on the bus and he's like, he's holding his little bag on his lap and he's like looking mm. out through the window and he's just about to stay away from his mum and his baby sister. Mm. And I really felt that when I was writing it. And then to see it completely reflected in his face and body and just like at the absolute core of him on that page in the drawing that you did it was just really staggering and I think you've got you know a real gift for capturing that real depth of emotion and it's yeah well no it's incredible and I mean you said to me 
then that you felt that was really when I arrived in the UK that well that we I think we all know that feeling being away from home and Mm -hmm. away from your family you know and I guess we or I was just lucky that I remembered that emotion I was I was feeling that fairly often because now I feel like I'm well I I hate I hate Korea but I can't help sometimes feeling that it, it is a part of me I lived there for 29 years so a part of me will always think that that's my home yeah yeah so I know that feeling and you I I somehow I put it in the illustration and you just happened to notice it it was really it really struck me yeah it really really struck me I mean in a similar one my favorite one of the illustrations in the girl who became a fish and there were so many but again the one that sort of stopped me was with Isa the main character standing on the side of the swimming pool with her mom her mom like trying to be encouraging yeah what's wrong you can just try you can do this and she's in I mean I love the detail that you've got this beautiful little like frog swimming cap on and her little goggles and her little swimsuit but it's her body and her I mean she's actually I think she's even wearing goggles so you don't even see her eyes in that picture but you can just sense her that feeling of like fear kind of bravery you know like mm. anticipation maybe I'm just a sad person <laughs> who is I'm this is I'm afraid all the time and yeah maybe because I those emotions are so accessible to me like all the time maybe that's where my strength lies where I can be I mean it's a great you know that's it's incredible that you're able to translate that though into those you know simple really mm. simple lines of the drawing uh beautiful really really beautiful yeah i don't know like if possible i want to be i want my i want my strength to be like translating joy <laughs> well there is joy too but well, i'm is. i'm i'm so i seem to be very good at drawing sadness and loneliness <laughs> fear i know what you mean like i think sometimes it's interesting how you set off to make something mm-hmm. and you have an idea of you know what what it is you're trying to do and then something completely different comes out and you kind yeah. of can't that's always the case for me. Yeah, me it too. It never goes to my plan. <laughs> it's a surprise. It's a constant surprise. But there, I mean, there are, I mean, the other picture, the other illustration that I adore in Girl Who Became a Fish is that kind of double page spread of mm. Ita swimming. Yeah. Um, right at the end of the book. And that is, that is freedom. That is joy. That is liberation to me bravery bravery strength Mm -hmm. yeah courage oh um that's one's a beauty too 
Is that the one where her father is watching her from outside? Or? Yeah, or actually, I think it's the one where it's like her, it's, it's hazy in my memory because I think I take parts of the illustration and they get bigger in my head, but it's the one where she's, you can see her whole body swimming through the water. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, yeah, and her dad is outside the water and you can see him... Looking on, yeah, looking on with this really surprised face. Yes. Actually, that, she's that never, was a fun thing to. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, in the story, she's never that. No one's ever seen her swim. Um, yeah. until that point, she's afraid I of think water. That's yeah. a that that's a very important moment in the book, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. So I actually, did you? Am I allowed to talk about the detail of the illustration at this yes, stage? Yes, I'd what love are we talking to hear about, about that. Yeah. No, did you notice that her her limbs are a bit longer mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. Yes. In that that spread compared to? So she looks a bit she looks a bit older. I thought I could get a what would you call it like artistic license? Yes, yes, yeah, yes. because it. You know when you when you do something that you thought you wouldn't ever try, yes. you are so afraid to do yes. something, and then you do it, and at that moment you grow up a little. Yes. So I thought yes. it would be okay to draw her uh, a bit longer, yeah. a bit stronger, older. Yeah, because she is. She yeah, actually, a, that's a, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. That's so, yeah, I love hearing that because I'm seeing that daily with my daughter at the moment mm. and, like, she just keeps sort of surprising us and herself with the things that she can suddenly do as mm. her body changes and as, you know, her confidence yeah. grows and and you can see this sort of, like, delight and surprise yeah. that's like, oh, I can do this now by myself. Yeah. Um, it's growing up, yeah. That is growing up. Does she know that it will happen more in the future? That she is on her way to grow up. Yeah, she does. She's got a. She, (laughs) she's she's asked some interesting questions about that. She's asked like, when will her body stop growing? Mm. I I don't know if she's worried she's going to grow into a giant because she (laughs) (laughs) she just keeps growing. When's it going to stop? And she's got some concept about. Like growing up and do, I mean, you know, she's, you know, doing work and she sees us working. And uh, I think we've given her a bit of a a mixed idea about what working is. Mm. I think she just thinks it's like tapping onto a laptop. Oh, (laughs) that's so good. Um, But she's decided that's not for her. She said um, she's going to go to school. She'll get, you know, she'll do, she's going to finish nursery school. She's going to go to school and then she's going to do nothing. So we'll see. That's also a good idea. I mean, yeah. And so we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I would do (laughs) when I grow up. (laughs) It's a good ambition. She's got it sorted. Um, Oh, um, so, so yeah. Are there, are there, what other book projects would you like to work on in the future? Um, Oh, um, I just signed very exciting contract this is very exciting yeah um so i written a picture book ah congratulations thank you oh, it's so exciting tell us yes, all about I it always always so the um when i was coming over to the uk 13 years ago my goal was not to just illustrate but also 
right yes if at all possible and i thought to be honest i thought it would be easier i thought it would everything would happen quicker mm-hmm. but it took me 13 years but i um got an offer well, i signed a contract on my picture book that Amazing. i written and will be illustrating <gasps> so the book will be coming out in 2025 oh, brilliant so i feel like i'm just doing loads of excited gasps but that is how i'm feeling to hear this news so Thank can you. you tell us are you able to tell us a little bit about it or the title or is it under wraps for now oh i'm not sure i didn't really read that part of the contract <laughs> but um well anything can change from this point and right, yeah. the actual publication so i suppose it, it's okay to say a little bit um so it's a book about a korean girl who just moved to a new country Mm -hmm. with her family an english-speaking country and so of course there is this language barrier culture shock Mm -hmm. yeah so Mm -hmm. she has to adjust to the new environment and uh, the main thing is language it's about language learning um so she does have some english but you know when you're talking to your friends Mm -hmm. they don't always wait for you to finish your thinking in korean and translate it in your head into English and then say it takes a long time. This is actually what I used to experience when I when I first came over. Although I, I did take an English course in New York when I was still in uni. So like when I came here, I already had a fairly good English. I would get by Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I still struggled quite a lot and and I think it's a common experience so yeah in this picture book the main character experiences that and her brain explodes (laughs) one day like she she wants to talk she wants to communicate but it's a bit frustrating sometimes so how is she going to get over that and you know help her what will help her make new friends oh food oh Oh, food yeah oh brilliant um oh that sounds brilliant and I can't wait to buy it and read it to my daughter Uh, and have it on my bookshelf so I know it will be a thing of beauty it's a long long future from now is publishing is such a long process so when did you said that was did you say that was 13 years in the making did you say um no not actually like this book itself I think I first had the idea maybe a year and a half ago oh that's pretty good going (laughs) yeah (laughs) I suppose yeah like I had other picture book ideas Mm -hmm. that I sent to my agent Lydia but I think I kind of I always have an idea of what I want to talk about in my books. I tend to go towards immigrant experience, mm-hmm. you know, feeling different or like just being different, which is not a very different 
theme in picture book in itself. But so I tried to write some immigration books and Lydia told me maybe stop thinking in sort of allegorical way because I was I was going I was using a lot of characters that are not human so I would make things sound more like a fairy tale sure yeah yeah, to talk about immigrant experience or like discrimination Mm -hmm. and my agent told me that it's such a human experience so maybe we should just have a human character character yeah and just something that would be closer to your own experience Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so I tried writing this one that came from my own experience of learning a new language and trying to move to a different country and then it worked she loved it ah yeah so like it's so great when that clicks like that yes because it took me so many years to build up to this Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then finally like I was I felt lucky enough when I found an agent and when that agent said oh this book is it's gonna be great yeah I love this yeah that was really special really exciting yeah so and I, then I still, you know in not too long it will be it will be in the world yeah I I can't believe it I'm still <laughs> processing it I haven't even like celebrated properly I think I kind of lost the ability to celebrate something at the right moment mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because everything kind of happens very slowly like but in little tiny steps yeah yeah Yeah, when you think about publishing my own picture book you just think about the publication day I think as a person who doesn't have that experience yet that that's that's what I thought my goal was always and actually that's a long, long time later from now. And uh, I'm, I'm just learning that if I don't celebrate this little moment, the day I found an agent, the day my agent liked the story idea finally, <laughs> the day I, uh, we got an offer, the yeah. day I signed the contract, if I don't celebrate everything like all these little things yeah I won't have enough energy to keep me going until the books are in the bookshop finally yeah 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 and I mean every one of those steps is really momentous as well like worth celebrating I think they're quite important so I'm I'm trying to learn to celebrate myself (laughs) which is not something you get naturally as an Asian girl the daughter of the oldest boy of the oldest boy like 
your whole existence, existence you you live for your duties, yeah. not yourself. Not yourself. Yeah, and everything you do well is because your parents gave it to you. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah, and as a woman, you're not important anyway. <laughs> well, you've broken the mold completely with yeah. that. And so what are you going to do to celebrate signing for your debut picture book? Oh, I have to eat something really nice. Good, good, good plan. Good start. Yeah, nice. Okay, tell us. Let's imagine we've got it in front of us. What would you like to... Oh, I might actually... I might cook some Korean food and invite my friends over. You are invited, Ah, Polly. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) I've been angling for a dinner invitation, so I'm very happy to hear that. <laughs> well, yeah. I would, yeah, I would love to celebrate with you. And I think that's such a, yeah, it's such a great realization to have to celebrate those achievements for yourself. So, yeah, so and, easily uh, they can pass us by, right? And then, hmm, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, Sejong. It's been incredible talking with you, and I just can't wait to see what you do next. Yeah, thank you for having me. And I probably am the best Korean cook in Bournemouth. So you should <laughs> definitely come over. The title is yours. The yeah. title is yours. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. So that was the brilliant Sojung Kim McCarthy. Um, do check out her work and look out for that picture book that she's going to be beginning work on in the next few months. Um And I've got an invitation to dinner. Amazing. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.